Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm Tony Wink. In the studio with me is Roman Avila and PJ Duran, or Doran. What do you go by, Doran or Duran? It's only been like eight years you've done the show. Uh, they both passed. Doran is the uh, official Irish version. I like Duran. Because <laughs> it reminds you of Duran Duran, right? Yeah. That's, exactly. That's totally why. Yeah. 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 So, And also Jack and uh, Leanne DeLeon are our producers. Contributors include Chris Bishop and Tommy Borhalverson. Hour number one, we had a good conversation with uh, Chris Ulrich from Road Racing World and also uh, Team Hammer. Also had Ryan Sipes on talking about his his uh, journey back into motocross with the 125 and the 215. Then we had Robbie Bobby, Rob McClendon. Hour number two, we're going to talk to Benny Bloss, who's on the air uh, here just momentarily, and uh, Sean Bice. Um, the, I want to thank Racetech's The Science of Suspension for nearly 30 years. Racetech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. Visit their website at racetech.com. Big shakeup at Redbud this past weekend with the number one plate in the 450 class, Marvin Muskin. Now takes control of the series by three points, right? Yeah. He finishes, a, does a 2-1. Um, Eli Tomac, you know, it just looks like it's going to be Eli's program. He just seems like he has control. And then he has a... Uh, a mechanical mechanical and it went from worse bad to worse yeah. second had a terrible start had a couple tip overs didn't make it happen ken roxon gets his first moto win moto win yeah the feel six, good win of the year six 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 since wow. well, i'll get it out i'll get it out of here eventually his first moto win since 2016 that's what you're trying to you went full stutter i know i did it was terrible <laughs> All right, uh, Justin Barsha finishes third with a 4-2. Let's go to Benny Bloss, who had a heck of a good run. Third yep. in the first moto, draw back to 23, joins us now for a 11th overall. What's up, Benny? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's been a while since we've had you on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Talk about your race at Redbud. Uh, the race was very um, up and down. I, uh, I had my best career finish in moto one with a third which was insane um i actually started out the moto by crashing on the site lap which was a pretty big highlight of my career i would say (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry, Hopefully it's... all your family sorry. was there watching. Sorry, we're not oh, trying to. Yeah, the fans were loving it. But yeah. instead of just being, like, embarrassed by it, I kind of fist pumped and, like, I was getting into it just like the fans. So that worked out all right. Only you're way more sober than the fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, but, no, I uh, I ended up third, which was, was crazy. And then second moto was uh, definitely a, a low point of the year. I uh, I think I want to say I was running six, six maybe yeah. seven. Yeah, six. And um, just had a, a pretty good fall. And I kind of um, – I was a little blurry for, for a little bit when I first got up. And then I pulled into the mechanics area, and they were just like try to get – at least a point, um, a point or two, and I unfortunately didn't do that. But um, uh, it was overall a pretty positive weekend. Going from third to 23rd is a huge letdown, but uh, finishing on the podium, that had to be an amazing feeling. Oh, yeah, for sure. I hit the finish line, and um, instead of going right, they directed me to go left towards the podium. And, like, I, I knew that I had gotten third, but I was just like, are you sure? Really, like, they want me to go to the podium. This is this is weird. Um, it was uh, it was crazy though, especially to do it at Redbud. Um, I would say that's probably the number one race as far as like wanting to get my first podium there. Would that's that's the race to do it at? Yeah, for sure. And I, I bet your dad was there, and everybody was there. I mean, that's a little bit of a drive, I guess, from Kansas City. My dad goes to every race. He has not missed a race this awesome. year, and he, my mom has only missed one, and they both stayed home and went to the lake with their <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so now they can't go to any more races, because clearly that, that's been the problem all along. <laughs> yeah, so they were going a little crazy during the race, but... Um, Your mom's like probably flashing people on the boat. She was just going crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like to think that it worked, but... <laughs> The second moto was really bad. So. No, it was. Hey, Benny, I watched the race, not live, but I had to watch it afterwards because we had a little. We were at the lake also on yeah, Saturday. We were Tony and I were at the lake. We it was my bachelor party, but um, we uh, I watched it and you were running great, and I was super pumped for you, and super pumped. I was super pumped. Well, thank you. And even and even though you had that that front end, that corner was gnarly. And we talked to Ryan earlier, and I don't know if you listened to it, but he said it, and and I noticed it, and I'm sure Tony Tony and I had talked about this earlier, how deep that track was. You jump out of the ruts instead yeah, of just riding out it, a lot of them. It, and you know we don't have to tell you you yeah you had to you're a pro you had to do it you had to endure it. Yeah, the whole day the track was. It was weird because most of the time the track will start out really, really soft and deep, and then they kind of harden and everything changes a little bit. But all day it was like it never got harder. Like it was always just soft and kind of unpredictable, I would say. Was it hot? No, it actually wasn't. I want to say the high was like 78 maybe. Maybe that's why. They just they didn't have to keep dumping water on top of it or something. I don't know. That's uh... – so when your dad goes all those races, does he actually drive a semi? No, 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 no. He doesn't drive like a like a cab over or anything cool to like. Is he still no. still slinging semis? Yes, he is. He so he's sold semis for as long as I've been alive, and I have actually never seen a semi at his 
office. So, uh, wait a minute. What? Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? Okay, so he buys and sells used semis, and most of the time he has them sold by the time he buys them. And so he doesn't have, like, a lot. Are you sure it's not a cover for something else? <laughs> Does he own a bunch of small airplanes that have, have removable he, tail numbers on them? Does he have Colombian friends? Oh, but, yeah, so that's how that, that, that goes. I've talked to him about buying a semi, but uh, I didn't actually. I thought he had like a lot down there. Like he, uh, I no. heard, I heard he sold more used semis than anybody in Kansas City. Yeah, I want to say he's, I think he's one of the top dealers in the country um, for used um, trucks. How does that work if you don't have trucks on the lot? It's called being a broker. He is a broker, broker. and he's a very good broker if he doesn't have to ever touch them. How do you you get the truck driver smell out of it for the new truck driver? He has somebody that takes care of all of that for him, I'm sure. All right. So go ahead, Tony. Uh, I was just going to talk about your bike. It it seems to be working really well for you, and and I was just curious. um, Setup-wise, you're a really tall guy, obviously. I'm sure we've talked about that before, but... Um, your setup for, compared to other guys on the team is it is it quite different? Other um, than just like bars and that kind of thing. Actually, it's not at all. I um, I've tried lower foot pegs. I've tried higher bars. I've tried bar risers, taller seat, and I I've never stuck with any of them. I run standard height of everything. Um, I don't know if it's just because I've always like my whole life I've ridden the stock bike standard height everything um it's just what i'm used to um my ball my my bars are a little taller than baggots of course but um i want to say we run like the same um bar mounts and stuff how's everything on the team with you guys is it uh um everything good fun yeah it's really fun um everyone gets along very very well and um you know we're all there to better each other and I really, really like how this year has gone, and hopefully I can uh, stick with those guys for next year. Hey, Benny, I I know you guys are getting factory support. How does that work out on a weekend for you guys? Is it – do you guys – is it your guys' data only? Do you guys have the opportunity to get with Red Bull KTM to see if their data is any different, or is it you guys do your own thing and that's it? I think it's kind of we just do our own thing um, as far as the weekends go. And then I think they they kind of take the data from the weekend um, during the week and then go over it with KTM out in California, um, our crew chief. And I'm not really sure how that works. Um, but as far as like on the weekend race day, um, we don't really share a whole lot of that information as far as I'm aware. Looking back on your results, uh started the season at Hangtown Hangtown in uh seventh place. Pretty close where he left off actually in the Supercross uh with a six. But uh going to Glen Helen, Thunder Valley, High Point, Tennessee, Southwick, Redbud. Um very consistent. You know, your worst worst finish was an eleventh place, which is what you finished this weekend in at Glen Helen also. But a lot of most of them are top ten, some top fives. Um, any standout rides for you? Obviously, the third place at Redbud had to be a highlight for you, or maybe an all-time high in a career for you. But um, any days that you you really like you you got done and, and that day, and you're and you're more proud than others. 
Um, or happier with yourself, you know, or maybe a little boost of motivation more than than you've you normally get. I was I, I would say probably Hangtown. I was I did really really bad there in 2016, um, my rookie year, and I didn't race there in 17. But I think in 16, I don't. I want to say I didn't score points, and I think I went ten five this year with fell in the third corner of the first moto and so i got up last and charged all the way back to 10th and then the second moto felt like i was really solid with a fifth um i have i've had a a couple races this year that have just been okay um that i haven't been happy with but like the 11th at Glen helen i was i was really really happy with the second moto i think i ended up sixth and i was running fifth in the first moto and Kind of same thing as what I did at Redbud is I, I had a big crash and just couldn't get up and finish like I uh, like I had wanted. What are your thoughts on the track at Tennessee? Did you enjoy that? Ooh, Tennessee, uh, it's okay. I uh, I liked it better this year than I did 16. Um, the dirt's just very, very weird there. And the, uh, the jump faces get really kickered out, which makes for some interesting detours sometimes. <laughs> and it's kind of a narrow track. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, it's a narrow track, isn't it? I mean, that's, they should widen that a little bit. Um, It doesn't seem, I, I there's definitely some parts that are, that are extremely narrow, um, but some parts of it are really, really wide. So uh, maybe more consistent width of the track would be better for sure. Hmm. Um, how about Southwick? I mean, it's always a fan favorite. We love, we love to watch Southwick. Um, J Day has some events that's super cool to ride. What's it like for you guys on race day at a pro race? Uh, coming into la- coming into this year's Southwick, it was my second favorite track on the circuit. And leaving this year, I was like, I don't really want to ride here. <laughs> <laughs> it, what was it, things changed? Was it deep? Too deep or? It was so gnarly, like, I've ridden some very, very, very gnarly tracks, and it blew every one of those out of the water. Like, the thing was, is it was so rough everywhere, is I would stand a lot, and my lower back would start hurting from standing so often, and then you can't really sit, because by the time you sit, you get maybe a second or two before you got to stand back up. Otherwise you're going to blow your back, your, your back out from hitting the holes in the braking bump. Like it was insane how gnarly it was. Yeah. It looks bad. I mean, it, it's, but it's been that way for ages. And I think the, the, the more power, you know, the, the more powerful the bikes get and that kind of thing, it's not going to get any better. Yeah, for sure. And it was, I want to say the heat index was like one Oh three or something. One Oh two. It was warm. How do you get your so core temperature down like that in between races? Um, I have a pool that I get in, a little inflatable pool, and put ice water in there and kind of sit in there for 15 minutes and then go inside to the AC. Yeah. Have you seen those things at Sam's Club? They're like these inflatable things, like it's a giant swan, and they're only like 150 bucks, but you could fill those with water, and then you could do it in style maybe. <laughs> I have not seen those, but I might have to look into that. You might want to look next time you're home, because uh, 
they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. They're like yeah. 150 bucks, and you'd be like, you're, the TV crew would go over there. Yeah, they'd be all over you. And then if you just Probably had, a, and you had a little glass of water or something, maybe they couldn't see the glass, but you put a little umbrella on that thing, put a hat on, they wouldn't know. They'd be, <laughs> yeah. It'd be cool. They'd be like, hey. Well, your season, uh, you get a little break. What are you going to be doing, Benny? Um, Training. I uh, kind of need to ramp up a little bit here towards the end to make sure everything stays uh, solid as far as fitness goes. Yeah, we uh, we were at the track today, Forker and I, and some of the amateur kids from Oklahoma, and two thirty fives were the schedule today, and they were brutal. But uh, I think for the weekend, I'll probably just stay in Oklahoma, ride Saturday, and then have my first no traveling Sunday. I actually uh, text back and forth with Forkner too to have him on, but we ended up not having the room. We, we have him planned for next week. Um, you got any dirt on him? I can that we may not know. Um, he lost a bet. We had a bet going that he so he had to win by Red Bud. He had to win an overall. He won a moto at Southwick, but he needed to win an overall and. I don't know if you guys have seen his hair, if you're familiar with his. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like bright yellow. Yeah, horrible. 1997. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, like. Exactly. I know what you're Phil trying to Lawrence. say. Phil Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so that hair, if he didn't win an overall by Red Buddy, he, he had to shave his head. <laughs> and we, I, me and a friend carried him from his room to his living room while Robbie started shaving his head today. Oh, boy. And then oh, as soon awesome. as we got, like, a good little bit off the top, then it was – he had to keep going. So then no longer <laughs> has that He's a bald man. <laughs> uh, so next we're going to ask oh, about his haircut. That's awesome. All right. And there's an, there's another kid that trains with us. He, uh, he also lost a bat at Red Bud, and he is bald as well. Nice. We did that one time. We made bets. It was all Mexican night, so there was plenty of uh, um, tequila, tequila, uh, and uh, margaritas and such at my house. And we were all going racing that weekend, and and uh, we we lured this poor kid in that we knew he couldn't beat my other buddy. And the deal was the loser had to live in my bookmobile, which was parked in my backyard for a month, and had to. Uh, you know what a bookmobile is, by the way. I'm not. I'm it's not. like a library no, on wheels. It's yeah. not comfortable. So they had to live in that for a month. They both rented off of me, and we rode every day. And they, they had to let me cut their hair at the track. So this kid, Clark, lost his the bet, of course. And we I took giant gouges. And he had to keep the haircut for like a week. And I took giant gouges. First, I gave him kind of like a little cul-de-sac, but I kept like a little patch up on top. And then and then to make sure that he couldn't wear a hat to cover it, yep. I took gouges off, off both sides and in the back. And just like my clippers were so dull, they were it was pulling the poor kid's hair. And, I, and we had this huge crowd. It was right after the second motos at this local track. And uh, it was actually kind of down by your way where you grew up. But uh, uh, yeah, and so he didn't. And they had to keep it. And if they didn't agree to live in the bookmobile and um, wear the hair for like a week, they got kicked out. So I ended up kicking the kid out of my house. He still hates my guts. But uh, <laughs> but a deal's, hey, a deal's a, a deal, deal's Benny. A deal's a deal and a joke's a joke. That's right. right. That's, that sticks. That's going to stick. Benny, did you see Travis Pastrana's uh, 
Las Vegas jumps? I did not. I was in Chicago at my sister's, and I was not there. I didn't get to watch any bit of it. I saw that he performed it on Instagram, but um, I didn't get to watch it, no. Yeah, so he took an Indian, which is evil. He did. He recreated three jumps that uh, Evil Knievel did in Las Vegas, one over the, uh, what is it, like 16 buses? 16 buses, 50 cars or something, and then, of course, Caesar's Palace yep. uh, Fountain. Of course, he pulled it off perfectly, every single one of them, and uh, almost made it look too easy because it was pretty anticlimactic. He didn't, you know, he didn't bounce or break his spleen or anything like Keneville did on those jumps. So turns out he's had uh, what forty years of doing that already under his belt, so he knows how to avoid the broken spleen. Is he my age? Pastrana, yeah, he's late. Yeah, yeah he's, he's late thirties. He's, he's almost 40. forty. He's uh, almost forty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's close. Benny, we're going to go to break. We appreciate you taking the time. Anybody you want to say thanks, give a high five to for helping you go race? Oh, uh, yeah. First off, the whole crew from the team, Rocky Mountain, ACDMC, WCS, Fly, KCM team, Gear um, Alloy, Dunlop, Bubba Burger, ODI Grip, FMF, WP, ASB, Henson Clutches, SoCal Super Trucks, Palmetto Motorsports, Engine Ice, um, Fly Racing, Alpine Star, Pod Deep Racers, Scott Goggles, Alpine Star, um, my trainer, Robbie Rainer, my, Derek, my mechanic, Derek Rankin, just everyone that's, that's been a part of this, Garmin, um, can't thank him enough. Tell Robbie I'll see him at Loretta's, okay? Perfect. All right. Good night. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Moto America's press dude, Sean Bice. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.